Good evening. I have my Bible open to Romans chapter 16, and I would invite you to open to that same place. Romans chapter 16. May I mention to you <clears throat> the visitors we have down here near the front, Mario Jimenez and his wife, the brother and sister are welcome here anytime, but he preaches over at Grant Street in Harlingen, where Mike used to be. So we welcome them and hope you will get to know them better. We often use the phrase preaching and teaching from the text of Scripture. And so we began with Scripture. Romans 16, 16, I will meet you there in just a moment. So the Apostle Paul wrote this letter to the church in Rome. He taught them further about the gospel of Christ. He gave them motive and direction for good living, good relationships with each other. And he wrote to take them deeper into their love and respect for God and God's plan. The Apostle Paul to the church in Rome, and here's part of his concluding remarks. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ greet you. So, I'm going to talk about the churches of Christ in a few minutes. The question comes up more and more as time goes along. Are local churches relevant? People raise the question, are they relevant? And the corresponding question, should they continue? Some have closed. So it may be a good time to review this common question. Are local churches relevant? I'll tell you that I think one negative impact of the pandemic has been people have become very comfortable and convenient in watching live streams at home. And there are people all over who have just become so comfortable watching live streams at home, it has become so convenient, they've really broken their connection to the local group, except on that screen. And I'm not talking about health caution. I'm not talking about necessary and occasional absences due to extenuating circumstances. I'm talking about people who have decided that they will no longer participate with a local group, no matter, no matter how the health conditions change. Live streams at home are just easier, more convenient. So they break their ties with the local churches altogether. And as I said before, some local churches have closed. So the question that arises out of all of this is irrelevant. Is the local church relevant? Are local churches relevant? Now let's look at this statement written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Rome, greet one another with a holy kiss, the churches of Christ greet you. Now, 
What does that verse tell us? Well, one thing, it tells us there is a compelling affection that Christians have for each other within the framework of their local association. And in that particular culture, this was the way affection was expressed. Not so much the handshake, but the holy kiss. But it also tells us something else that is utterly simple. Utterly simple. There were churches of Christ. Christians, under instruction from the apostles of Christ, formed these local groups or teams in various places where Christians were. There were churches of Christ. Now, there's a growing popular attitude today that is often expressed when somebody says to you, well, I just don't do church anymore, or I don't do church at all. And sometimes the tone of that statement is defensive, and in some cases it may be arrogant. I don't do church. Now, for now, we're going to leave the technical, grammatical part of that statement aside. You see, doing church is not a proper respectful expression. But we want to focus on what people are talking about. We want to focus on a trending attitude around us. People are talking about their misguided desire to be Christians without association with other Christians. And I mean, some people are talking about this from now on, beyond any pandemic concerns. It is just so easy to leave off association with other Christians and become what someone called the other day a couch Christian. And sometimes as these kinds of things are discussed, the argument will be made that the local church is no longer relevant. And someone may argue, we have reached such a time that there is no place for the local church. It doesn't matter. It's not necessary. It has no value or purpose anymore. And you may meet people who claim to be Christians and speak of their relationship with God and perhaps even read the Bible and talk about something of what it says, but they have no sense of commitment to others. No sense of commitment to be a part of a group where God's word is respected, where evangelism and edification is collectively pursued. So let's use the Bible to address this common idea. The topic is our local churches relevant? And there are some very good answers. Good answers for us and good answers that we can share for others who may express the opinion that I have described. And the first part of my answer is likewise as simple as what we discovered in Romans 16, 16. What's relevant is what God wants. I tell you, the majority pattern of religious activity today 
is all about human experience, human emotion, and human desire, not God's Word. The center of gravity in modern denominational religion is not the Bible, it's what men and women want. And that's why so much of the modern religious landscape doesn't look anything like what you read when you open the New Testament. People want entertainment. People want convenience without commitment. People want not so much worship services, but daycare services and social services and recreational services and therapeutic services. And today people seem to think worship is all about us. It's, it's for us. That worship should meet our needs as they change along the course of time. That it should entertain the spectators. Something you watch. So you want it to captivate you and distract you for just a few moments. Something that's about you or about us. It is tragic self-centered, driven thinking that goes there. That has shifted the center of gravity from God and His Word and Jesus, the Son of God and the cross, to men and women and their desires as they adapt and change to the culture along the way. So there are these protests and common pleas for relevance. Give us what we want now and it may change in ten years. You've heard these common protests and cries. What do we want? We want it now. And we want it to be easy and conveniently. And I'm saying when you open the Bible, you discover that's seriously misdirected. What's relevant? What really connects to our real spiritual need now and eternally is what God has said He wants. Here's what is relevant, Acts 5.29, we ought to obey God rather than men. What's important is not what most people want out in the culture. What's important and relevant is diligently seeking God, as described by the Hebrew writer in Hebrews 11.6. God wants His people to work with each other. So the local church, as described in the New Testament, is relevant because it is what God wants. It may not be trending in the culture, and some churches may have closed. But our center of gravity is God and what God has said that He wants. I want you to look at the New Testament and for now, what I'm talking about is something that seldom ever comes up. I want you to open your New Testament to the table of contents. Some of you may remember I've done this before. I want you to open your New Testament to the table of contents. You have, let's go through now, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you're going to find there the truth about who Jesus is and what He taught and what He did and what He ought to mean to us. Now, next you're going to see in the table of contents the book of Acts. So the church had its beginning documented in Acts chapter 2 by Luke. 
There is the church in the universal sense, composed of every person who's obeyed the gospel, every Christian. But before you get out of Acts chapter 2, those Christians are together. And there's a local church in Jerusalem. And then as you make your way through the book of Acts after chapter 2, you've got the local church at Antioch and Troas and Caesarea and Philippi and Corinth and Ephesus and Thessalonica and then Rome. Now what are we learning? God wants Christians to work together. Now, still looking at the table of contents for the New Testament, you see on that page letters to local churches. Rome, Corinth, the churches of Galatia, Ephesus, Philippi, Colossae, and Thessalonica. Now, I'm not finished. Notice the last book of the New Testament. And look with me in Revelation chapter 2 and into chapter 3. And if your Bible has paragraph headings, I want you to look at Revelation chapter 2. And the paragraph heading is liable to be to the church in Ephesus. Next paragraph to the church in Smyrna. Next paragraph, the church in Pergamum. After that, Thyatira, Sardis, and Philadelphia, and Laodicea. What's God telling us? Seven local churches in Revelation 2 and 3. So what is your conclusion? Can you read all of this, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and then Acts, and then going toward the book of Revelation, and it's summarized for you in the table of contents, can you read all this about local churches and still say, well, it doesn't matter. That was back then, and we are modern, enlightened people. Can you read all this and continue to argue that one's involvement with other Christians is irrelevant? It matters to God. The local church, as described in the New Testament, was instituted by God to do His will on earth for the spiritual value of His people and unto His glory. It was and should be today the place where God's people are instructed, refreshed spiritually, and encouraged by one another. And I'm not talking about a building. I'm talking about the people being together. When we read about these things in the Bible and we make the choice to work together, what will be the results? Let's go to that. What will the results be? Number one, God is pleased. That ought to be enough. There's more, but that ought to be enough. God is pleased when we associate with one another and help each other do the work of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 12, 18, God has set the members, each one of them in the body, just as He pleased. I'll tell you what we cannot forget. It's all about God. It's all about God. It's not about my convenience. It's not about what entertains me. It's it's not about what will bring the masses in. It is not about my social needs and preferences. It's all about God. 
the God who made us, who loves us, who deserves our whole hearts and lives. So, if I discover it pleases God for me to be associated with His people, I'm going to seek out that association in the best way I can, and I'm going to let God's straight talk about His people influence and do everything, uh, <clears throat> influence everything that I do. Our association together to work and worship pleases God. If nothing else could be said, that would be sufficient to motivate our highest involvement according to God's Word with each other. Number two, the gospel is preached. In 1 Thessalonians 1 and verse 8, Paul said to a local church, For from you the word of the Lord has sounded forth. Paul said that to the church at Thessalonica. The church at Antioch was engaged in preaching the gospel, like the church at Philippi and Ephesus and Colossae. One of the results when we participate together as God is directed and we pool our resources will be the proclamation of the gospel of Christ. We ought to be working diligently and prayerfully and in better ways to get the gospel out to the lost. A group of Christians who love the Lord can seek the lost and get the message out as God has directed that they ought to do. And third, Christians growing together. Paul said to the church at Corinth, edify one another in 1 Corinthians 14. And there is an expression in that context in 1 Corinthians 14. And the phrase is the edification of the church. And Paul says we should excel in that. One value of the local church is that we teach each other and help each other and receive encouragement from each other and share the spiritual discipline and the training that we have in classes and sermons. Worship, Bible classes, preaching, singing, not to entertain, but to praise God, to honor Christ, and to build ourselves up for greater service. Someone will say, well, God accepts me just the way I am. Yes, but he doesn't want you to stay the way you are. He wants you to be edified and influenced by other good people. It says in Philippians 2.13, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Are local churches relevant? If you're asking about the local church as described in the New Testament, the answer is yes. Not because men approve, but because God has said He wants His people to work and worship together. It pleases Him. It is a means of spreading the gospel and becomes a valuable place for Christians to be edified in the faith. I mentioned to you earlier 
I hear reports from time to time of local churches of Christ closing their doors. May it never happen here. I will clarify that there are several causes that combine. Sometimes the economy and the exodus of people and the demographics change in such a way the local church cannot be sustained and people worship wherever they have moved to. There are certain factors we may have little control over when people no longer have jobs and they have to move somewhere. That reality has happened here over and over. When people move away from the community, we have to learn to accept that and wish them well and trust they will serve the Lord in their new location. Some things having to do with economy and demographics and death, we cannot control. But one sad reason for a local church to close would be lack of commitment. A generation arises without the essential commitment to sustain the work. That does not have to be. If we are committed to God wholeheartedly, if we believe in Jesus Christ, and we've given our lives to Him, if we want to grow, that will show up in our participation with other Christians and will be a part of that affectionate greeting, the churches of Christ greet you. Let's be standing as we sing.